Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast here on PureFandom.com. I am Liz Prue, joined by my co-host, Meg Bonney. Hello. In this episode of Space Cowboys, we will be discussing the fifth episode of Roswell, New Mexico, titled, Don't Speak, I'm Not Just What You're Saying. Name that tune, Meg. Um, Don't Speak by No Doubt. You sounded you, so you happy. Said it. Well, you said the you said the title. I feel oh, like that was cheating. That was I meant name that whatever. We're the just the artist. The artist, yes, no doubt. Back in the yeah. pad pants days. Yo yo. <sighs> Dude, I'm my brain is mush right now. Not like Isabel's mush brain, but mush because of all that drama that happened. <gasps> Gasp! That was crazy. Okay, let's do the quick recap so we can dive into theories because one of our theories from last week was right and I'm ready to discuss. Holla. Okay, let's let me break it down. Okay, so Isabel wakes up in the desert in her gorgeous pajamas and she has no idea how she got there and she's kind of in like a, I don't know, a sand triangle alien thing. Noah, her husband, goes to look for her and Max and Michael are like, "Uh, I don't know, maybe she's at goat yoga. But they're actually like, oh, no, panic. Let's go look for her. So they use, like, their alien voodoo to try to find her. Meanwhile, Liz decides to interview for that research job, and she bumps into Kyle, and he has a box of his dad's old stuff. And Kyle swipes a key, and he heads for his dad's cabin. And Liz takes a tape recorder, and it leads her to Grant, the crazy podcast guy. And she gets him to show her a tape of three girls floating in the desert. And it's Rosa and the other two girls that died with her. And Grant lets on that he's been paid to keep this all quiet. When someone starts shooting at them, and it's Wyatt Long, he kills Grant. He tries to kill Liz by burning her in a freaking box, and it's crazy. But Max shows up and saves her, Abby. And meanwhile, Kyle is snooping around the cabin with Alex, and it's like this super hardy boys moment. And they find a bunker under the cabin. And they find a photo that leads them to believe that Rosa was Kyle's half-sister, not Kyle's dad's lover. And Alex also finds a piece of the spaceship in the wall. And then back in Roswell, Isabel's husband is like, what the F is going on? And they're super sad. And then she gets Michael to admit that there's a secret that she still doesn't know. Meanwhile, over at Max's, Liz goes to check on him because he got shot and he just like rips the bullet out himself because he's crazy. And she starts to put the pieces together that Michael was floating the girls, but he didn't kill them because Isabel did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What? It was crazy, but, like, I don't think I was breathing while watching that. (laughs) It was insane and intense, and, like, there's so much going on. Everyone was doing something. Well, and I think what really blew my mind the most, and I know yours too, was the fact that Liz and Max not being together, we were worried because we're like, if Max, you know, like, how is Max going to make up to Liz that he knows how his sister died? Like, how could she ever love him after finding out that he knows the real reason, right? Well, now... Mm -hmm she can kind of not relate, but she can understand why he did what he did. 
he's protecting his sister. And if the situation were reversed, Liz can't say for sure that she wouldn't have done the same thing Max did to protect Rosa had Isabel been the victim or something, you know? Exactly. And like, Abby, she knows how Max like feels about her. He has said it. He says, I love you to her. So if she, she knows that the lengths that he went to to protect his sister and that she, he was willing to sacrifice her and their potential relationship, which she kind of did the same thing, but in reverse by like shutting it down before it started because of her sister. So like, you're right, like that love for her sibling trumps anything that she could have had or may have had and vice versa. Like that's how Max is too. So like they've kind of leveled the playing field with the two of them because she gets it. She's like, she's doing all of this shit for her sister to find justice for her sister. And he was doing all of these lying and stacking of lies to protect his sister. So like y'all are all messy and now you can just be together and in love. Exactly. And I wanted to ask you this because I wasn't sure exactly of the reason why Liz said, I have this gut feeling that I shouldn't trust you. Is it like her true gut feeling because of what was about to be revealed about Isabel? Or is it also because Isabel got into her head 10 years ago and made her leave? So does that, does that like linger and make her have some sort of like, not resentment towards Max, but does that give her pause towards him? Or did Isabel just say, you have to leave? And it has nothing to do with Max. She was just like compelled, if you will, to leave. See, I think it's just the the general lying. I don't even think it's any of the, the okay. alien, like residual stuff. But like that could be true. Like maybe that's why she kind of has, she's got weird vibes with Isabel. And she kind of always has since she came back so maybe right. that's why because we never really see them interact positively it's always like there's some stank on it so yeah I think I think it could definitely be just that between her and Isabel but I think with Max I think it's just she's like you've been lying to me and the facts don't add up and she's mm-hmm. a facts girl mm-hmm. but I love that like now that we know now we can move away from who killed Rosa to why and like what happened. And we kind of talked about it last week, but I still really think that she had a thing with Rosa and they kind of talked about how she had Max and Michael were talking about how Isabel had blacked out before. So what if like she killed them in a blackout rage and Max also mentioned that she the last time this had happened where she was having blackouts, it was because it was the end of high school and they were leaving and she, he thought maybe that was triggering it again. So maybe the reason that Isabel accidentally killed Rosa was because she knew that Rosa was leaving and it was kind of a ragey thing and she loved her. And maybe that's also why when she was trying to get into Liz's head, it was like, images of Rosa and Rosa was saying all of those things like it could always be like this. Maybe those are like moments, their last moments together, you know? Yes. And triggering her to have many freak outs and all that sort of stuff. And it would make sense as to why um, even more so outside of the fact that Michael and Max don't want 
their sister to be in pain, it makes sense why they would keep that from her because maybe they knew that they had a thing. And they were like, if Isabel knows the truth that she, you know, one of her, her episodes that of her powers that she doesn't understand killed someone that she loves, like that would just destroy her forever. Right. And maybe her making um, Liz leave town had nothing to do with any of that and a lot to do with the fact that they look a lot alike. And maybe that's why Isabel is like, got such issue whenever she sees her. Maybe it's just she does remember loving Rosa and like that part of her memory is still there. She just like, like said, doesn't remember the actual killing and the, and the blackout part of it. And I think Maria knows that Rosa and Isabel had a thing too. Yes. Agreed. And didn't they allude to the fact that they meaning somewhere either in the show or in like one of the writer's tweets or something, I, I can't remember where I saw it, but that Maria still has secrets of her own. Like she was like, they were very honest about, yes, Maria did not disclose everything that she knew in a couple yeah. episodes ago. That was definitely a vibe that was after that episode where they went looking for all the clues with the CD. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember where we, I, I know we talked about it, but yeah, we'll, I'll figure that out too where we saw it. But I think it was just on Twitter. That there I think was so too. Lingering, lingering Maria secrets out there. And you could definitely tell she was holding back some stuff. But what do you think? So staying on the Rosa topic, what do you think about the whole revelation that she was possibly a Valenti? Well, first of all, like as soon as I saw the RO on the baby blanket in the picture, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's, let's do, let's do the Game of Thrones tree here. Okay. Is like, like I was like, do I need to be <laughs> freaking out that I Kyle and Liz <laughs> are like Jamie and <laughs> Cersei Lannister in it? Or are we about to have like a you know, Luke and Leia moment, but Luke and Leia definitely didn't bone. You know, right. she just gave him a kiss in Empire and there were some weird feels going on. So, okay. So if that's true, that all that means is that Kyle and Liz have the same half sister. Right. But they are not blood related. Yes. Okay. Um, I think it's a really good twist, but where I'm still kind of hung up is like why did there need to be a basement dungeon where all of this like rehabilitation happened you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. was that why this bunker was built or did he already have this bunker built and he was like I'll just go ahead and try and make it as homey as possible for my you know illegitimate daughter I feel like it was definitely already built based on just like the town and like the government stuff and like what is up with all like the secret little messages with the sun and then you turn the lamp on and then there was the thing in the wall like that was crazy and maybe that's something to do with why the bunker was already there maybe it's to hide his like alien stuff or maybe you know we don't really know the location of it is it somewhere close to the crash site they kind of didn't really I don't know. They didn't really let on how far away it is from like Rosewell proper, you know, 
So I think that is some, something that was already there. And I think that the reason him and Mains, because we know Sheriff Valente and Mains didn't really get along, but they went hunting together and they had like a hunting cabin that they hung out at. Like, I feel like there's more to the bunker story relating to the government stuff, not necessarily like their friendship. I don't think they, they had it just in case there was like, you know, it was like a bomb shelter. I think it's something more to do with like their shared alien, whatever they were working on. Agreed. And do you think that the keys to that little chest that Kyle found. So do you think that was like purposefully, purposefully left for him or that was like found amongst Sheriff Valenti's shit? Yeah, I think it was just like rando because it was just a box of crap that his mom had that she like put all in one box and shoved it in a corner so no one would really see that like he had other shit going on. Right. But I have to say how much I loved, it was such a Veronica Mars moment that she looks at the box and she, like, when Liz was there and, and Kyle had just left the room and she, like, looks at the box and she knows she shouldn't go in the box, which is like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go in the box, obviously. It was, like, so very Veronica Mars and I loved it. It really was. And I love how she was just, like, toting around the hospital with headphones in, like, waving it around, like, say something, bitches. <laughs> Like, you knew it was going to happen, Kyle. You, right. You put chair in front of it. That won't stop. That won't stop Liz. Well, and he was also downplaying what he was doing, too. You know, he was going and investigating this cabin. So it's like they both have their own agendas. Not to be malicious towards one another, but I think they're both investigating the same thing, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So they're a little hesitant to go all gung-ho and doing everything together. Because if one another shuts the other ideas down, you know, that's not going to fly. Right. I love that they, like, quote, unquote, tap the brakes together, but, like, fucking full steam ahead separately. Like, they uncovered so much stuff separately, but everything was kind of intertwined. And I thought that was really interesting, too. Like, they're both investigating Rosa in a way, and they don't really see, like, this stuff could all be tied together. But, like, are they going to talk about it? Like, will Liz tell Kyle what she found out and vice versa? Will, like, Kyle keep it a secret because he doesn't want to, like, ruin Liz's mom for Liz the way that Liz kind of did last week? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward because, you know, Liz is going to be like, I'm going to tell my dad, obviously, because she doesn't seem like the type to sit on a secret like that. So I'm curious to see what they do with this information and if they tell each other. Well, and I, I think that they also have, well, I mean, both of their parents are in the doghouse with the situation, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, regardless, you know, you each have a parent that was doing something on the set. It's just a little bit of a shittier situation <laughs> for Liz because we're assuming her dad thinks Rosa is his daughter biologically. Or maybe he knew. Who knows? Mm, that's true. We don't I mean, really know. And we don't really have proof either aside from their, those two fellas in a bunker. Like that was a theory. So they don't really know for sure. That's just an, an, a running theory of the week. That right. Rose is, you know, the half daughter. So 
I don't know, but we, can we talk about Kyle and Alex and like their total Hardy Boys situation and like how they have this past and they used to be friends. And then instead of just being like, oh, whatever, sorry, I like was rude to you in high school. They like totally have an emotional breakdown of everything that happened, not breakdown like crying, but like they kind of go through the steps of like how their friendship fell apart and why. I thought that was really cool. And, like, you don't get to see dudes doing that on TV very often. So, I like that they included that. Well, and, again, I know we say this every week, but it's another great fucking reason that the CW is doing a show about people older than 25. Mm -hmm. Like, when adults deal with shit, we're fucking real. And, you know, it's like we don't have to, like, put on a facade anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we got – bigger fish to fry here. So I think, um, well, for Kyle, it's bigger fish to fry. And for Alex, it's just like, dude, I've been to war and I've moved on. Right. Like, let's just call it out for what it is. And I like that because that is how dudes would hand dudes handle things anyways, like that by just calling it out how it is. But like you said, they got, you know, it was more emotional. It was nice. Yeah. And like they, they definitely shared a lot about their past and like how I didn't realize how intertwined those two were because you know that their dads had a history, but I kind of like that you got to see their softer sides now because of that history that they talked about and how instead of like letting each other dwell on the, like the super negative stuff about their dads that was kind of hanging in the room, Alex was like, listen, your dad was awesome, and this is what he did for me, and this is why. And then Kyle, instead of, like, being, woe is me, my dad, like, totally fucked shit up, and, like, I didn't even know this man. He was like, dude, samesies, like, he did this for you because you're brave, and you're, like, the bravest person. But then, like, Kyle goes and, like, breaks down by himself. Like, that was really sad because he, like, kind of stayed strong for Alex and, like, held it all in but then was just like everything hit him at once and like by himself I thought that was really sad Dr. Kyle I know it was so sad because it's like he's conflicted by all the shit going on with Mains anyways bringing up like his quote-unquote duties like you know that he needs to do because his dad was involved with him then there are all these theories circling circling around about what his dad was actually doing, who his dad really was. You know, he's still coming to grips with the fact that his dad was studying aliens his however long in his life and never told him or his mother, so we know. And then he hears, you know, then he probably feels like shit too on top of that when Alex tells him like, dude, you straight up judged me because I was gay. Like we were like best friends. So, you know, the guilt of just being an asshole when you're a teenager is also overwhelming. So he just had a lot of emotions going on and I, I feel really bad for him, but his cheekbones looked really good. And <laughs> you know, that's the silver lining Trevino. Hashtag Trevino train. Choo choo. I just, every week I love, I say how much I love him and then I love him even more. Like he has every opportunity as character to be a douche and he just goes the other way, but he's also not like, as self-righteous as like Max is. So he's, I don't know, he's just such a, an interesting character and the way that he handles stuff. 
he reminds me so much of Liz and I like it. Like he's like boy Liz. He is. He is like boy Liz, but he's way more vulnerable. I think like, well, he just needs some red lipstick. He needs some I armor. I know. He needs some <laughs> armor. He's just, he's so like, oh, he's just so fragile. And I love, I just love how he's there for her, not as like a white knight. He's there for her as this just like emotional crutch. Like she escaped from that crate by herself. You know, like he didn't come save her. The fact that he was there. Oh, Max. Yeah. Max, I'm sorry. Yes, Max didn't save her from that crate. You know, she got herself out, but she's like, what mattered is that you were there. Like, and her saying, I knew I was safe once you were there. That's her telling him like, you know, I do trust you. I do care for you. You know, I, that's how everyone wants to feel when they're with, or that's how, like, I want Valentina to feel safe when I'm around, you know? Right. I'm her mama. Like I, when- I'm her mama. You know, when Eric's out of town for work, I fucking hate that shit. It's like, I don't, I mean, do you hate when Mike is like not there? Like if he's out of town for some reason? Yes. Only because then I start imagining like crazy shit happening in my house. That's not real. Yes, man. He like. Exactly. Back on my imagination and he's just like, I do. I feel safer. when he's Totally. Here. Totally. And that's our one and only tangent guys. But it was an example to, yeah. to emphasize the situation here. But yeah, um, I just, I, th I think she's getting more, uh, well, who knows what's going to happen. I was going to say, I think she's getting more open and honest with Max, but now who knows what'll happen with this bombshell, um, oh about God. Isabel. They're going to bone. I feel like this is definitely not what needed to happen, but like, this is definitely day one of Max and Liz bone watch. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, this needs to be – I haven't watched. I'm not – I am definitely – I am by no means caught up on Riverdale, okay? But I have seen some of these sex scenes. Like, these children that are getting in the shower and doing some business, I better see some motherfucking passion between Liz and Max. Like, this yeah. better be steamy. Like, they're but the desert – better have like a dust storm after the passion whirlwind that's going to happen in that library of a house Max has because it's about to get real. Okay. But if he caused a blackout at school when she touched his lip to wipe off hot sauce, like what is he going to do when he's like actively sexing her? <laughs> when he's climaxing? Ruggles, Ruggles gone. Uh, There's just a crater. Okay. <laughs> Over. Well, well, maybe is it going to be like one of those? Okay, you watch Buffy, right? Of course, I. Duh, love I'm Buffy. sorry, I'm just confirming. Um, so with Angel and Buffy, when Angel bones her, obviously he loses his soul and becomes bad Angel or jealous. If I'm wondering if it's going to be like a similar thing, where like does it mean he sacrifices some of? his powers or I don't know. Like if, see, I don't know because why did he freak out when he touched her or when she touched his lip? Like, why did that even happen? Is that, does that happen with every alien who meets their like one true love or is it just something with Liz and Max? 
feel like it's something with Liz and Max, and I also think it's going to be Buffy, but I think it's going to be the Buffy finale when there's a fucking crater where the town should be, because yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fuck Roswell right out of existence. I mean, whatever. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> they're gonna have to go to the next town. <laughs> Season two, Lofton, New Mexico. Lofton, New Mexico. <laughs> it's a really- great name. Thank you. There's a, a, good name. a Penny and Taylor Loft bag in my room, and there you go. Inspiration. Look at you, Miss Professional. Um, no, I brought, like, lounge clothes. Mm. Professional mm-hmm. lounger here. Hello. I mean, I, mean, I okay, bought wait. another, like, sweater dress Yay. for my bump, so, you know. I was going to say, that looks really good on, on the prags. Oh, thanks. I'm t- girl. We're at 24 weeks. Okay. We are chugging along. Um, I, uh, I'm ready. I just want to meet this baby and like have wine again. Um, I also want to meet the baby and I want you to have wine again. Also, I'm pretty sure you should name the baby Rosa regardless Rosa. of gender. Okay. I think that works, right? It can be a drag name. Oh, you know what I want to talk about? Yes. I wanted to talk about Wyatt Long. What is his deal? Yeah, like Max said, I thought that he was just some like white trash POS, but or is he still or is he is he still a white? I think no, by no doubt, he is a white trash POS. But mm-hmm. is he like a lackey of someone else that's being paid off or framed or blackmailed or something? Like I don't think he's that smart to be like the ringleader of the alien stuff and be in the know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that. Um... He's definitely, like, being paid by the government or something. Like, Maine's, maybe. I feel like Maine's is a homophobic, crazy a-hole, like, hit his son. Mm-hmm. I think he would definitely recruit a Wyatt Long type. Oh, totally, because, you know, those are um, – a Wyatt Long type is someone who can be easy, easily manipulated into thinking – Doing something like what he was doing, uh, killing Grant, is for some greater good, you know, for our country and our world, whatever, you know, like that kind of manipulation, which is so, uh, it it, this I love this because it opens up a whole other storyline of, um, you know, like you look at Alex and he's a disabled veteran. He's someone who served this country. He's someone who, you know, believes in his service. I think his only qualms against his service is obviously his dad, but that doesn't take away the fact that he is, you know, an honorable veteran and and, and honors what he did. But then you have these people like Wyatt Long who, you know, we assume he's not in um he's not in the armed forces, but he is working for the government most likely. Mm-hmm. And so he probably, you know, thinks of himself higher than Alex because, you know, Alex is um, a homosexual, which is such a big topic in the world right now. Like, first of all, that's fucking bullshit. Um, it's racist and it's homophobic and it's stupid. And we all know that, but I like how they bring that aspect into it too. Like that's a whole other, that's a whole other hot topic. It is. It adds another layer to all of it. And I'm actually really, I'm glad that they included all of like his backstory and like talking about 
you know, his history with his dad and like how his dad viewed it being that his dad is in the government and he kind of represents the darker side of that stuff. So I think that was really interesting to get all of that in there. And I'm sorry if you can hear my cat. He's been meowing at me for the last 10 minutes. He's got a lot of opinions. It was a big episode and I have both dogs sleeping on the bed right now. So if, yeah, I'm in the bed recording a podcast, say something listeners. Um, I'm Um, also in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if they like get up and shake, whatever, it's their, it's their collars. It's making the podcast relatable. It is. It definitely um, is. Huh, Bellamy cat. Bellamy for all you hundred fans, the yeah. 100 fans, the 100 fans. Oh, the alien spaceship, the piece that was in the wall. Liz, I need to know, what do you think Alex is going to do with this information? I think somehow Michael's going to see it and see that he has it. And that'll kind of like bring them together with the whole unveiling of Michael being an alien. Do you think like maybe that's his missing piece? Because remember in one of our theories back a few episodes ago, (gasps) we were talking about him like building something out on the table. What if that's like his missing piece and now he's going to be like, but um, 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 Magdalena. I know. I don't want him to leave, though. Maybe they will get in the spaceship together and go somewhere. Yeah, I like. What if they just like, um, what's it called, uh, the Undying Lands that the people of Arendal go to, and they send uh, Frodo to in Return of the King? Like, maybe it'll be like that. It'll be happy. And it'll be happy and beautiful, and there'll be elves. Mm-hmm. I like it. Liv, Liv Tyler will be there. Um, they'll be talking very slowly. What? <laughs> if you want him, come and get him. Aragorn, no. There's lots um, of lots of elf, elvish going on. Aragorn is like Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. So sexual. Like top three most sexual of all time. Like... It's up there with Brad Pitt, Legends of the Fall. Oh. Higher yes. than that. High, way higher yeah. than that. The hat. Remember the hat and then like the water? That was the thing. I'll send you the gif. Yeah, you can send me that. I have at it a lot at all. No, what? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We lied. Two tangents. Two tangents on this podcast. Um, okay. Do we have anything else crazy to break down? I, I'm just like still, my head is spinning after the whole thing with Isabel. And I also like really feel bad about her and Noah because I feel like if our Rosa theory pans out, maybe that's why her and Nova, they, like they should be okay and they should click. There's just something there that's missing. Like it's like they're both trying really hard to make this marriage work. But yet we haven't really seen any problems except for she's kind of like flaky with him so maybe it's this whole rosa piece that you know she was in love with rosa and she's still kind of grieving rosa if that theory does pan off but i thought that was really sad because he's obviously loves her and he's awesome and then he found her stash of bottles i was like oh no and she she needs to just come clean with him like max lives everything i know right (laughs) like damn (laughs) <laughs> like literally everything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I agree with you. That was just, that was really sad. Props to Lily, Lily calls for this episode. Like she's, she plays a really good, um, I'm damaged and I'm really upset. Like it was giving me some good feels, not good feels, but I was like, Oh, you're doing this really well. Good job. I agree. And she, I don't know, like my heart just kind of broke for her. I also hope it was not cold because girlfriend was in like a negligee for the entire episode. Like go put on your brother's t-shirt, honey. Like, yeah. Like, come on, good. Michael put, yeah. That, um, Pendleton poncho was fine, but like, can you get her some freaking joggers? Jesus. Right. Also, I have to say how much I love that the characters on the show just like show up with coffee. Not one of my siblings and or siblings spouses have ever just shown up with coffee at my house. And I'm a little sad about it and bitter, frankly, bitter. Yeah. Like Eric will bring me coffee like in the morning after he drops off Val at daycare because he knows that I'm pregnant and it's like that gesture, but it's not just like a, Oh, Hey, here, here you go. There's some coffee and donuts like showing up. Also, do these people work? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Max like sometimes is a cop, but other times he's just like lounging around with his siblings being like broody. That, that's the C-dubs though. And that's what we love about it. Like, they're very much like the friends characters that never really seem to go to work. Especially like, yeah, Riverdale, they never go to school. So say like the younger people. Remember I'm vampire diaries they never went to school oh no or teen wolf like remember the where are the teen wolf parents yes like (laughs) all night long all the time i love it oh it's my favorite this was oh this was such a good episode this was really good i know i'm like kind of still bouncing off the walls just like i can't wait to hear everyone's theories and like break it all down like with everyone and because, you know, you're the first person to talk to, Abby. Well, and this is why the 12 to 13 episode seasons work so well, because every episode has so much beef to it yeah. that, I mean, I think that's why I fell in love with the original so much. I, wasn't it that the first, one of the first um, series that did that in the CW? Um, the 100 did, too. They, the 100 did, yeah. They've always done that. But, I mean, then again, it's just, you know, it's kind of... I don't want to say higher quality episodes because they're all great quality, but I mean, I'm assuming they probably get a little bit more budget per episode. Maybe, you know, you got to jam pack more action and all that kind of stuff. You don't have those, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't even call them filler episodes, but you know what I mean? It's just, everything's a little bit more fast paced. Yes. They're like every piece of dialogue is important and every scene is like, pushes the action and and the plot and it's all important and best and I love it. Yes. Agreed. Yay. Well, thank you so much for tuning in listeners. Um, We love getting your tweets. So please send keep sending us your theories, thoughts, opinions on the show. Um, And make sure you check out our other podcasts on purefandom.com. Of course we have Brad and court talk who recap um, all the sci-fi network TV shows. I think they're also recapping Siren right now on Freeform. They are, yep. Um, which is that creepy mermaid show, and it's super good. Uh, make sure you check out a podcast, Remembers, that is a Game of Thrones podcast um, that my hubs and I 
host. We are recording a new one this week, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you're into YouTube shows, check out Pure Random. That is Meg and her hubby Mike's YouTube series, which is super awesome. You guys just dropped a new episode this week. Mm-hmm. Super fun. And, um, oh gosh. Oh, we have, um, Madeline and Court, Court's podcast. They are super duper awesome. Court of Bread and Court Talk and Madeline, of course, is our resident forever once upon a time expert and is also recapping Manifest on NBC, which I still need to binge. I've watched two episodes and I want to watch more, but there's just too much freaking television right now. True that. And we will catch you guys next week. Until next time. Wait, not next week. There's no episode next week. But Wait, what? I know. But I thought we could totally talk about, like, something random and theory-wise if, if you still have us listeners. Oh, even if you guys don't listen, we're going to have to. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are they ending on that bombshell? Is I there know. something going on next week? I'm just slow torture. No. It's just slow torture. I'm like, is it President's Day? Like, what's happening? Um, okay. Bummer, but we will still be recording. This is how prepped we are for this podcast, you guys. We want to bring you this shiz live. I didn't even know there wasn't an episode next week. It's not lack of preparation. It's that our heads are fucking spinning following that episode because, oh, my God. And I'm growing a human. I got a lot of brain stuff going on right now. I can only do so much. It's true. She's growing people. Little people. Yeah, it'll be back on on the 26th. So the 19th is not President's Day. I have no idea. I'm just assuming it's not President's Day. They would like to torture us. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea when President's Day is. But it is the 18th. Oh, oh, it is this of this month. Yeah. <sighs> See, I believe it's George Washington's birthday, and my oldest daughter made us for like four years throw a birthday party for him because she's oh, a yeah. I forgot about that. She had a weird thing with George Washington. So does Eric, remember? For a hot minute, yeah. Oh, so bizarre. Um, I love him, but yeah, he's got a weird obsession. Did I tell you how he's actually, this is a fun fact, viewers. My husband um, and I were driving back from Hilton Head, and we tried, we know that his he's related to Betsy Ross, so we were trying to find out how. We got on Ancestry.com, and... Um, like his his grandmother's maiden name is Ross. That's like how far it went down. So we looked on Ancestry.com and we figured out that Eric's great ninth uncle's nephew was George Ross who signed the Declaration of Independence. Shut up. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. That's I know. Cool. I love that. And then his... George Ross's, I think, nephew is a Ross and married Betsy, whatever her maiden name was, who became Betsy Ross. Wow. You're like American treasures. I know, right? I love it. Boom. Boom the knowledge. I love it. Boom the knowledge. Um, Yeah, that was my last tidbit. So thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fun episode. That was my fun fact. Next week, we'll bring you a great fact about Meg. Yes, guys. I will be breaking down my entire family tree. Get ready for it. It's very Canadian. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that to you. We'll probably talk about Alex and Michael because there was a serious lack of them in this episode. 
and for good reason, like lots of stuff was happening. But I think we need to break down our very favorite Malik's moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Done. Perfect. Signed, sealed, delivered. All right, y'all. We have to go. Otherwise, we're going to keep talking about weird crap. But we love you. And thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye.